everyone, and welcome back to the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition right here on the Hive Sports Network. My name is Parker Long, and today we're continuing our trip through the state championships, looking back at the matches I talked about last week and previewing matches for the upcoming set this week. We've got a lot of ground to cover today, so let's dive right in with the matches from last week I told you to take a look out for. I previewed a match from every division last week, one from each, and of the six of them, three of them turned out to be, in my estimation, pretty interesting results. And 500 doesn't look that great on a record, but hey, I'll take it. All the games I consider to be interesting were very close score-wise and seemed on the surface to be particularly interesting whether they were high or low scoring there wasn't a huge disparity and both teams put up a really great effort the first of these was Duchesne at Kanab the Eagles at the Cowboys and I mentioned the big NFL rivalry that exists in the NFC East between those two professional teams and you know I I think there might be the there might be the makings of that if it doesn't already exist here just based on the results of this, a one point difference between Kanab and Duchesne with Kanab coming out on top. And man, that that is really that's really excellent. You you almost couldn't ask for something better. Kanab came in with a better record. They came in with a higher seating meant that they meaning that they hosted, but they didn't come in with a distinct statistical advantage, meaning that this game, you know, I, I previewed this one for a reason. This one was going to hopefully be close, and it ended up delivering on that promise. Duchesne outstatted Kanab by a little bit in a few categories, but it wasn't such a such a gross difference that looking at it would make you think that it was distinctly one-sided. It, it seemed to live up to the hype. I didn't get to see it, unfortunately, but it, it lived up to what I expected from it based on what I could see. So... Congratulations to the Cowboys and the Eagles have nothing to be ashamed of. They should be very proud at what they put up uh, and better luck to them next year. Moving on to 2A. So the categories we have that had the really interesting matches by my metric, which this is my show, so I get to make the judgment, uh, were 1A, 2A and 6A. So 3A, 4A and 5A. uh, None of the ones that I predicted really ended up panning out the way I wanted them to or the way I thought they might. Uh, But, you know, like I said, hitting 500, not terrible. For 2A, we have Summit Academy at Beaver. And the the Beavers ended up coming out on top. But again, similar to the the 1A game between Duchesne and Kanab, by a very small margin, three points, you know, a field goal. And that's, that's, again, that's a great effort by both of those teams. And they're really putting it all on the line out there and giving you the best that they've got and like we're starting to get into the point where you will see these closer matches statistically uh, when you look at the previews and you'll also see ideally closer results you're you're seeing teams kind of matched up that are more even in their skill level measurable or not and that's where the most interesting parts of these tournaments come in and this is this is one that i think for anyone who watched, it was probably a, a very good game. Again, I, I've not got the opportunity to see any of these in person, but from what I can glean 
uh, from maxpreps.com. They they seem to be very cool. They seem to be very good games. And both teams should be really proud of what they put up. The Beavers will obviously move on. And we will actually talk about them a little bit later. Uh, they're another match that I want to preview for next week. But Summit Academy should really be proud of what they did. And again, just like Duchesne, better luck to them next year. But they, they can feel proud about what they did. And lastly, for this, jumping all the way to 6A, uh, I missed on three of them in the middle, but in 6A, uh, Lone Peak at Syracuse. Lone Peak ends up upsetting Syracuse 22 to 17, and that is that was what I wanted to look out for. Like These were two somewhat mismatched teams, uh, but not by not again by such a gross amount that you would think it would be distinctly one sided. But I mean, you come in, you come in as a higher seed for a reason. You have won more games, you've done more, and over the course of the season, I've been able to watch Lone Peak put it together for the most part, but have these times where they stumble, and when it counts the most, so far, they have been able to put it together and keep it together and do enough to win. 22 to 17, the Knights win. And they're another match that I'm going to be previewing coming up where I, I think is going to be interesting. Like this is a team I said to look out for to make a run. And I, I stand by that. This game is evidenced just by the fact that they made such a big upset. Syracuse came in at number six overall. Lone Peak was 11. So, you know, it's not the biggest disparity, but again, it's enough. And Lone Peak has got their work cut out for them next week, but we'll get to that in uh, just a little bit. Before we get to the previews for this upcoming week, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has been sticking with me all season long or, you know, wherever you picked up listening. Uh, I really appreciate that you would take your time to to listen to me ramble on about, uh, you know, vague, generic uh, football talk and, you know, just kind of do my thing for 15 to 30 minutes a week. So uh, I really appreciate it. And I hope you'll stick with me through the rest of this and through the through the very end. So thank you again. And with that. We will move on to our previews. Uh, I'm going to change it up just a little bit from last week. Only for the two biggest divisions, so 5A and 6A, we'll have an additional game preview each. Uh, 1A through 4A, we'll just have one. So since 5A and 6A have more teams, and I know they had more teams last week, uh, but since they have more teams, I wanted to do a little bit extra as we get down to the kind of the nitty gritty of the tournament and we'll start with that nitty grittying uh and i apologize for having said that but i'm not erasing it uh canab at enterprise will be the 1a matchup and this is this is the time just generally where you are going to start seeing because this is how tournaments generally work um you're going to start seeing teams that are more statistically similar be facing off against each other you know barring Barring massive upsets, uh, teams are going to be coming in on relatively even ground. So a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is going to be that if there is a if there is a distinct 
difference in the like a distinct obvious difference in the style of play from one team to another i'll try and cover that but a lot of it is going to be these teams do a lot of the same things or they do everything well enough and in roughly the same measure that they have been able to succeed up to this point to where they will go against each other so that that's going to be kind of how it is going forward now, starting with Kanab at Enterprise, uh, Enterprise is coming into this 11-0, which is a feat in and of itself. You come in undefeated, and you should be the clear favorite. And I think they, they probably are, maybe not the clear favorite, but they are probably the favorite, just based, they're the favorite based on record. Statistically, it is hard for me to see. Uh, I will confess it is hard for me to tell because it seems like a lot of these stats that I'm looking at are not 100% accurate. So this one's going to be a little bit more going on the stats that seem pretty even, which is mostly uh, points per game and points for and points against. Those, I, from what I can tell, are accurate. So I'm going to go off of those. Uh, and looking at it, these two teams are, like I mentioned before, very similar. They I don't know if they do similar things. Like, I don't know if their their approach or their philosophy is similar, but I do know that they they play the game to roughly the same quality. The one big difference being that Enterprise has had less points scored on them and have lost two fewer games and that they have lost zero. So this is going to be one to watch because it, because they're so close there's really no telling which way it'll go. You know, you get these, you know, these one seed versus eight seed or, you know, one seed versus, you know, 24th or whatever. Uh, you get these like huge disparities and like there's a very clear favorite. I think if you're coming into this one saying, yes, like Enterprise, they're undefeated. They're definitely going to win. I, I think you're doing Kanab a disservice. They had a very tough matchup against Duchesne and... If they can, if they can like just kind of grit it out and if they're able to do a little bit more than what, you know, Enterprise's opponents were able to do, you know, even if they win by one, they win and they, you know, they pull off, they fall off a big upset. So don't count out Kanab here. Enterprise looks like the favorite and I, I think they have the, the quality to win, obviously, as they've done it 11 times throughout the season, but I think this is going to be one to watch. This is going to be closer than you might think it will be. Jumping over to 2A, uh, as I mentioned before, we'll be talking about Beaver again, and the Beaver matchup is really interesting in a very different way from the previous one, uh, from the previous of either the Beaver matchups or the, the Kanab matchup. What I think is the most interesting thing here is the breakdown, there, there's a very clear breakdown of the approach that each team likes to take. Uh, but for for like offensive and defensive categories, like overall, they are very similar. So to to break it down, Beavers coming into this seven and four, and the Wildcats, the South Summit Wildcats are eleven and zero. So another undefeated team, and this one. You know, is even more so a a difference, a, a gap, if you will, between the records. I think that's deceptive. I think that is something that can lead you astray if you just pay attention to that, because they are 
putting up similar points per game. Uh, South Summit has the advantage in that category, but not by a ton. They're not, it's not so huge that, you know, they're like outscoring their opponents like 40 to nothing every single game. They are, they are keeping it close to where Beaver is. Uh, Beaver's beating them just by a little bit in yards per game, but like the approaches, the approaches on offense and the effectiveness on defense are two different things for both teams. So for Beaver, uh, they like to run the ball. They, they have twice the amount of rushing yards that uh, South Summit has. They very clearly are a ground and pound and play defense kind of team. And that is evidenced in their tackles. So they are play the middle of the field. Don't let your opponent get too much. They have a ton of tackles, but not that many sacks. Uh, and they don't have they don't have a ton of points allowed per game. So, you know, they're keeping they're they're making big stops and they're uh, they're keeping opposing offenses to field goals. They are they're doing everything that they need to to win games, to win enough to make it to this point. Uh, in comparison, South Summit, they are a pass first team. They have about twice the passing yard. They have over twice the passing yards, actually, that Beaver does. They want to throw the ball and they want to score a lot. They have scored a lot over the season. 410 points they have scored. That is a ton. <laughs> that is a lot. So what Beaver wants to do is Beaver wants to make sure that that passing attack doesn't get rolling and they want to control the middle of the field. They want to control, you know, every bit of that middle and sideline so that these big explosive passing plays don't happen because there isn't nearly as much a threat of a run game. So that is that's a matchup I think is is well worth looking at simply because I think it is deceptive on the surface and Beaver is going to be playing like any team that is a clear underdog or that may, they may perceive themselves as being considered an underdog, that extra little bit of grit that they will be playing with. And I think that's what Beaver's, Beaver, excuse me, is going to bring into this game. Next up, we've got the 3A matchup between Juab and Canyon View. And I'm sorry to anyone in Juab if I have been butchering your name the entire time. Uh, I'm not going to stop unless someone corrects me because I have no idea how to pronounce it. I'm just going to keep going with it. Uh, but with their matchup last week versus Manti, which I was corrected on and I do know how to pronounce now, uh, that was kind of a dud. Sorry, Manti. That was that was not a great game for Manti. Juab kind of smoked him. And that's just the way it is. And that's why Juab is here. So they're going against Canyon View. And again, all of these matches are here for a reason. These matches are here. This one, this one is interesting because when you look past the points per game, these two teams are really evenly matched in every other category. Uh, rushing yards, passing yards, total yards, tackles, sacks. You know, Juab has a little bit of an advantage there. But like looking at these stats, uh, the only thing that's really out there is Juab's points per game, which makes sense because they have scored an an absolute ton. Uh, they've put up over 200 more points over the course of the season than uh, 
I believe this counts season, regular season and postseason, uh, than Canyon View has. But that's no indicator necessarily of like continued success. Yes, obviously you need to put up points to win, but just because you put up a lot of points doesn't mean that you know you're good at stopping another team from putting up a lot of points. And if it comes down to a shootout, it's hard to say who would win really because they're so evenly matched. And I almost kind of hope it does come out to that because I mean, honestly, like a, a good old fashioned shootout. If anyone watched like uh, Chiefs Bills last year, the the NFL divisional round game, that was a shootout. Defenses didn't exist in that game, and it was one of the best games ever played because you got to see quarterbacks playing their very best. And that that I think I don't have any indicator that that would necessarily happen here, but I'm just going to throw my hat in and say that would be pretty interesting. Honestly, I think that'd be a very fun, different kind of game. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like a ground and pound, like we're going to run the ball all the time and play good defense. And, you know, as fun as those games can be, it's just a good old fashioned, you know, huck the ball down the field, big explosive plays, lots of scoring, all that kind of good stuff. That'd be really exciting to see. So I, I hope it is that I have been given no indication that it can't be that. Um, it could just be a good all-purpose, you know, solid run, solid pass, solid defense, solid special teams, every, you know, good every phase kind of game, and that'd be great too. But if we want to just throw the ball 50 times and, you know, rack up a 1,000 yards or whatever, that'd be pretty fun too. For the 4A matchup, uh, I couldn't find one that, like, really leapt off the page at me, so to speak. The, the better of the two, I think, is going to be Ridgeline at uh, at Crimson Cliffs. Uh, they're coming in with relatively similar records. Crimson Cliffs is just kind of like the favorite overall. They, they seem to look better statistically, and they have, you know, better points per game, better points allowed better really better everything but again it, it's another one that's like not by such a gross amount that i would just count ridgeline out exactly um so keep an eye on that one it like i said it wasn't it wasn't super exciting but i am more than willing to be proven wrong and it could be an absolute barn burner for all i know just what i can tell off you know from here is it it doesn't seem like it'll be that exciting it, it could be a very close match which which could be particularly interesting it, it could be maybe a really low scoring one where it's a lot of turnovers and maybe not like that exciting from a uh like from an outside like flashy point of view but it might be a good just knockdown drag out like uh good you know capitalizing on mistakes or what have you sort of game just it, it doesn't it doesn't flash. It doesn't wow on the surface, but I, I hope it's good. And that's kind of why I'm picking it, because I, I think it'll be better than the other one. So, like I mentioned before, for the last two divisions for 5A and 6A, I'll be doing two each because those are bigger brackets and it's my show and I can do what I want. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm sure everybody wants to hear me do that. And, you know go mad with power, but I'm going to do what I want. And this is what I want to do. And so the first match in 5A is going to be uh, Alta at Orem. It's the Hawks of the Tigers. And this seems to be one of those classic offense versus defense, which 
In this case, it is Orem's offense against Alta's defense. Those are the two star phases for each team, and they're going to be going at it. So the flip-flop, Alta's offense has not seemed particularly incredible, but good enough to get the job done. You know, they're, they're here for a reason. The defense has really been the shining star there, and the reverse is true for Orem. Their offense has really shined, and their defense has been a little bit along for the ride, but not not to downplay the effort of either of the less than star phases. Uh, they they all put in they all put in a lot of work. They all put in a lot of effort, and they it's a team game, and you got to have them all to get here. But there is one that is distinctly better, I think, than the other, or at least more focused upon than the other. So that's what I mean by that. These like these one phase versus the opposite phase where where each of them are really good can uh, like in my mind are really fun matches because you get to see the the highest quality of play and you get to see, you know, players that like the real difference makers going against each other. So, you know, you watching like a star corner or safety against a, you know, a, a big tight end or like an, a really explosive wide receiver or, you know, watching linebackers get really good tackles on like a, on a tough tack, tough to tackle running back, stuff like that. It, it brings out those moments of like, uh, of, you know, those kind of star making moments where you, if you have someone that like is really, really huge, if you have that star wide receiver and like the cornerback makes a great pass defense or even like picks the ball off, does something incredible like that, or, you know, the wide receiver or tight end makes a big contested catch running back hits a great hole and, you know, is able to just blast out for a touchdown or like a huge gain stuff like that. I think that's, that's really where these games, uh, where these games make those moments and make those moments count. Because you can have those moments if you have like a really great offense, you can have those big time catches, you can have those big time runs, but it doesn't matter as much if the defense you're going against just isn't that good. So this is the kind of matchup that is really exciting to me because it gives that potential for those like star making moments and can really like can kind of alter the trajectory of someone if they have a really big game here that can that can kind of spotlight them like going forward. The next 5A matchup I have is Wasatch at Timpview and Timpview is coming in as the number two seed while Wasatch is number 23. And that doesn't mean everything, but Wasatch just upset Spanish Fork. They also upset Woods Cross. So they, they're on a two game winning streak of strict upsets, you know, beating teams that are that are top 10 what's cross being 10 spanish fork being seven coming in is their real real big test their biggest test so far anyway is against Timview, and i won't i won't really get into the stats of it all because wasatch is going to be outmatched generally speaking in this category Timview is number two for a reason they have put up better stats they have one more wasatch is one to look out for like you don't see teams do this that often where they they come in as clearly not the favorites they are you know they're they're much lower down in the rankings and they 
are now given a chance to make a run, and that is what Wasatch is doing at the moment. So that keep your eye on them, and there will be another one that I'll talk about a little bit later that I've covered before. But Wasatch is is really intriguing to me because of that, because of the potential, and this is a much more a narrative game rather than a like stats based game here. Because if you know if Wasatch wins and upsets Tempview, that is huge. That is monstrous and that has that is crazy implications for the way that the the last two phases of the tournament can shake out so that's that's one to keep your eye on and and don't be altogether surprised if we see wasatch become kind of the if they aren't already really the the dark horse of the 5a tournament moving on to 6a uh we'll go We'll go underdog to underdog here, though not quite as drastic a uh, not quite as drastic a difference between the next two teams as there is between the first two. Uh, Lone Peak, who I have who I've covered on here, who I've interviewed their players, uh, and who I mentioned won their game last week. They are going to be going against Bingham, and the difference here in seeding is significant. But it's not, it doesn't tell the whole story, you know. And this is this is another game where, like, Lone Peak, I've covered their stats. I've covered what they kind of do. Uh, what I wanted to talk about here is, very similar to Wasatch, looking out for them to be kind of a dark horse of 6A. And I, I know it sounds silly to say, like, oh, Lone Peak's a, a really well-known program. How can they be a dark horse? Like, well, they're coming in seeded number 11. And you may not think it matters, but it does. Like the, you know, the top eight or whatever teams, top eight, top 10, those are going to be the clear favorites in their respective matches. And when you are, when you're bumped out of that, you are started, people start to doubt you. They start to say, oh, well, you know, you look at you look at Lone Peak and they they lost four games during the season when maybe they shouldn't have. And some of them they lost by very little. So maybe switch. You could easily, if one thing doesn't go wrong, switch one of those to a win. But you are what you are and they're coming in at 11. But you're also sometimes more than what you are or what you appear to be. And I, I think that is something that applies to Lone Peak. I think they play with a a certain grit and a certain determination that has got them this far. Um, they've spoken about their like winning culture before on this program, and I think if if there was ever a time to demonstrate that, it is going to be here and moving forward. They've been doing it so far, and they are if they if they want to do it again, if they want to win again, they're going to really have to dig deep into that grit and that toughness and that determination to not be left behind. I know all of that sounds really vague. Like, how do you know, you know, how am I supposed to measure any of that? And that's something that if I can make a quick aside, that is something I love about sports in general is that no matter what you are, no matter what your record, the, you know, the any given Sunday or, you know, whatever day it is, that really applies all the time in in every game any game is winnable so long as you so long as you try and you do what is necessary and 
that is something that we are seeing from some of these teams that are coming from, maybe not coming from behind, but like coming up from lesser seating to beat these teams that are higher and make their way through when people doubted them. That's the human element of this game. And that is part of why I love it so much, if I if I may say so. And not just for Lone Peak, but for Wasatch and for any other teams that I have mentioned or any that I haven't, who are playing from behind, quote unquote, uh, if they play with that extra determination, if they use that human element to access the depths of skill that they have that they may not have known about or can't always get to and are able to you know do what is necessary to win then that makes this sport exciting that's what we watch it for we don't watch it for the stats as interesting as those can be we watch it for that human experience in those wild moments that you never see coming that aside we've got one more preview to talk about and that is Corner Canyon and West It'll be West at Corner Canyon in this case. And this is this is one of those. This is another one where it is it, it is kind of an underdog because Corner Canyon's got a lot of they've got publicity around them that they really didn't have before. I mean, in some years past, their quarterback, Isaac Wilson, is Zach Wilson's younger brother, the quarterback of the Jets, who, let's be frank, played an abysmal game on Sunday. But that has nothing to do with Isaac. That's just a, a little tidbit. Um, Corner Canyon's coming in at the first seed, though uh, they have the same record as West. And this is one of those interesting matchups where, you know, Corner Canyon, they, they're a well-known program for success. They are, they are good. They are obviously good. Uh, West, I think, is a little bit underrated, and what makes them a little bit underrated, who knows? It's hard to really say, but what I think is important to note is that this is going to be statistically a very even matchup with two slightly different offensive philosophies and uh, a, a, clear, a clear favorite in the defense. West has allowed half the amount of points that Corner Canyon has. Now, Corner Canyon didn't allow a whole ton, mind you. Their their defense isn't like super porous or anything, but that's a that's a number that stands out to me just to show how effective West can really be and especially against an offense that is only slightly more explosive, only slightly better statistically than they are. You look at Corner Canyon and they've put up a little bit more in terms of points, total points, total points over the season, points per game, uh, the way the big difference is that they like to do it in different ways. They like to uh, they run their offenses differently. And it's that it's that classic matchup that I've talked about before here on. And you hear everywhere where you have a run first team and a pass first team. And West is the run first team. Corner Canyon's the pass first team and pass first teams a lot of times get high like have higher scores per game because you know you drop you drop a few big bombs you get an extra touchdown or two over the course of the season or five or ten or however many uh you get you end up getting a few more points but uh rushing can rushing can really throw off 
can really throw off defenses. And if you have a really great running back, you can just you can just blast defenses you can blast past linebackers and, you know, rack up quite a few points yourself anyway. And I think that's what we're seeing here with West and Corner Canyon. Uh, Corner Canyon has kind of a little more to a little more to prove because I think they have a bigger expectation on them. I think West, while, you know, their their seeding would indicate that they are expected to do well. I think them being the underdog here, not just by like seeding, but by just kind of general public idea. And anyone correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but like I think Corner Canyon has more to prove in this because, you know, their quarterback is a star. They've got they've got a great passing game. They they've got a lot there and you're coming in as the first seed. You got a lot of expectations on you coming in as the ninth seed. Not quite as many. Just flat out. Just simply that. And so this is going to be one to watch because of the because of the kind of implications. And if West ends up pulling an upset, they the way they look to me, they look to be good enough to to go all the way and like I wouldn't even bat an eye if I looked up two weeks like two weeks from now and saw that West had won it all. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. That that seems good if they knock out Corner Canyon. So that's that's one to watch out for. All of these games, I think, are, are really ones to watch out for. That's why I spent half an hour talking about them. I didn't talk about them for nothing. Uh, but I'm hoping that they will live up to the expectation that that I have kind of put on them. Uh, no pressure, guys. Don't, don't worry about it. Uh, and come the end of the week, you know, come Friday, Saturday, come the weekend, uh, I hope we see, I hope we ended up seeing a lot of really fun, interesting, cool matchups where, you know, you really get your, you get your money's worth, so to speak, and you get, it's worth your time and it's worth the guys going out there and, you know, putting it all out on the field and like giving it their best and that we're set up for a, a really exciting kind of finish to what has already been a really good season, I think. I've already been talking for way too long, so that's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for listening to the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition right here on the Hive Sports Network. I'm Parker Long. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HiveFootballPC and at the Hive Sports, and you can get new episodes every Monday and or Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again so much for listening, and remember to go out there play hard, be safe, and have fun.